my argument was that this is censorship that you know the name of the photo series is called Tart Healing like if you take away certain photos and it's not Tart Healing anymore something else so earlier this year, I spoke with Cornell Watson. He's the photographer behind Tard Healing, a photo project that sparked controversy when UNC pulled out of an agreement to display it at the Sonia Haynes Stone Center. Tard Healing is now displayed at the National Civil Rights Museum until March 20th. So today on Carolina Cast, as the end of the exhibition draws near, we're airing my full interview with Cornell Watson. Hi, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us today and coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so just starting off with a really broad general question. Um, how did you get started with photography and how did you find your specific voice within the art? So I got started with photography. It'll almost be five years in April. Um, I got a camera to photograph my daughter right before she was born. So she was born in June of 2018. And that kind of started my just kind of like itch for photography. And eventually the neighbors started to ask if I could take pictures of their family. And then it just grew, it, it grew into a family photography business. And then long story short, in 2020, so two years after I picked up a camera, um, I was working my full-time job, which was HR talent acquisition, and I got laid off, and I was like, you know what, like, I should go ahead and, like, pursue my dream of becoming a full-time photographer, and at the time, I just wanted to be a family photographer. That was the only thing I wanted to do, and I kind of stumbled into photojournalism and, like, fine art, I guess, conceptual photography, whatever box you want to put it in, and, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. Now, narrowing in a little bit, tell me about Tard Healing and what in your residency at UNC Chapel Hill sort of sparked your interest in this? Um, I guess to give you a little bit of backstory, like how the artist residency started, because I think that helps give context for Tard Healing, was the Stone Center reached out in 2020, uh, the later part of 2020. I can't remember the exact date, but I had just... I just had a um, photo essay published in the Washington Post called Behind the Mask. And so they reached out after they saw Behind the Mask and they were like, hey, would you be interested in doing something similar but related to the black community of Chapel Hill and the university? And I was like, absolutely. Like, this is like right up my alley because Behind the Mask was about the stories of black people and telling our stories unapologetically. It was about like not wearing the mask. So that was like the whole crux of the photos that were created. And Tart Healing was going to be very similar in nature, which was gonna be like a mixture of conceptual photos and documentary photos. So it's been almost a year now since Tart Healing was set to display in the Stone Center. Um, so, they unexpectedly canceled it all of a sudden. Can you take us back to when they canceled it, like what you were feeling? Because they came to you asking for this and then all of a sudden they said no. Um, so Tard Healing, um, you know, I mentioned that it was about related to the black community of Chapel Hill and the university, but 
it was also really centered around like sacred spaces. So it was like exploring like where um, Silent Sam used to be, exploring the Unsung Founders Memorial, um, where that's at, exploring where James Cates was murdered, and like in going into the community and looking at these other sacred spaces like the Rogers Eubanks community. So um, it was kind of exploring those spaces and um, really like bringing to life like bringing the bring into life like how black people on campus and in the community are truly feeling about their experience. So I just want to make sure I touched on that. Um, so we're going back in time to 2021 when the Stone Center canceled the exhibition. Uh, it was it really kind of started like this whole thing really kind of started somewhat at the beginning of the artist residency a little bit just to give you a little bit of like context for like because it wasn't it wasn't really unexpected that there was like um you know there was tension right one of the first photos that i had created was the one of the unsung founders memorial and the reinterpretation of silent sam and that one initially got pushed back from the stone center and I just kept on creating because like I was like you know what like everybody has their own opinion about art right and um, it's okay if someone doesn't agree 100% with the pieces that I'm creating or the photos that I'm creating so um, fast forward into December I'm pretty much done with the entire photo series and I put it all together I got recommendations, um, not even recommendations, but I got people to, like, to review the photo series, to give written statements. Um, one of the people that I had gotten a written statement was Bill Shapiro, who was the former editor-in-chief of Life magazine and Life.com, um, who I knew because he also reviewed Behind the Mask for me. So I was like, let me go back, talk to Bill. Like, if he gives the stamp of approval on this, like, I was like, it's golden. And he did. And so he, he gave me a written statement because I knew that there was going to be tension going into the conversation. And there was. And so they did not want to have photos of the black student movement um, protesting. They did not want to have any of those photos in the exhibition. Um, they also given pushback on the initial photo that I had mentioned, one with um, the Unsung Founders Memorial with Silent Sam reinterpretation. And that's kind of like where we ha spent like two days on conference calls, like talking about like my argument was that this is censorship, that, you know, the name of the photo series is called Tart Healing. Like if you take away certain photos and it's not Tart Healing anymore, it's something else. And so eventually we agreed to like move on um, with having the exhibition at the Stone Center without the photos because at the end of the day, I was like, well, they're my photos, I have ownership of them, um, and I can just publish the full photo story somewhere else. And so in January, I um, can't remember the exact date, but like towards the end of January, I reached out to an editor at the Washington Post who I worked with before and basically just told him that like, hey, I finished this artist residency at UNC Chapel Hill. I'd love for you to like give it a look. And he responded back and he was like, I'd love to like publish this on the insight section of the Washington Post. And usually it takes like four weeks for them to like publish something. And so it published on the Washington Post, 
maybe like three days before the opening date of the exhibition at the Stone Center. And I reached out to the Stone Center and sent them the link to the article out of excitement. Of like, hey, like we got some publicity about Tar Healing. Like, it's going to be great kind of thing. And um, I didn't hear anything until later on that day. And I got an email that was like maybe three sentences. And they were like, um, basically the crux of it was, we're like we're no longer going to like install this exhibition because the photos were in the Stone Center in the gallery space. They were on the floor waiting to be hung. So they were like, um, we're, we're no longer going to mount these photos. Um, good luck with your future endeavors. And I was just like, is this really happening right now? And <laughs> um, it was really happening. I responded back and was like, like, what is the reason that we're not going to move forward with this exhibition a few days before like we're supposed to have the actual opening date? And he responded back with... Um, I can't remember the exact response, but something along the lines of like, you know, it published like you, the, the, the full story, the photos that we didn't want published in the Washington Post. Uh, and he went on like a little short ramble and um, that was it. And the rest is kind of history. Cause like, you know, this is not long after Nicole Hannah Jones, you know, we're talking like a few months after um, she wasn't offered tenureship. And then there was the battle for tenureship for Nicole Hannah Jones. So, you know, it falls in this theme of censorship um, that, you know, the university has this, like, history of, of, like, suppressing voices, suppressing stories, and then this felt like another instance. And so, yeah, like, the local media started to pick up on it, and, um, yeah, it felt really intense for, like, the next few weeks because... A lot of this was new for me. Like, I never had to deal with, you know, an establishment, an institution making a media statement about me or giving a press conference, you know, with about me that had untrue statements. Um, so all of that was just, like, very unreal. And um, in the moment, like, I definitely felt, like, attacked, like, personally attacked because at the end of the day, like, I'm a freelancer. And I'm a I'm a business I'm an entrepreneur and like my um, my integrity is like being like basically like attacked in public view so like all this is new but um, I think the important thing about I'm going on a huge ramble right now but the important thing about um, the work of Tart Healing was that it was connected to the community like I had always been connected to the black community of Chapel Hill and so when everything started to happen like they rallied behind. Tart healing to make sure that one that a lot of the things that the Stone Center were saying were being disputed. For instance, like they had said that I had disrespected the people that I photographed and the families that I photographed in in the photo series. Um, and it was great to have the people that I actually photographed like push back on that and actually give interviews with like some of the local media. So yeah, I just I don't understand how they came to you asking for this project, but when you delivered like an honest like account of that history they still wanted to sanitize it like that's just what i don't understand no i don't like i don't understand that either um you know especially like we're living in a time where it's really important not to sanitize history like we're living in a time where we have states that are banning um books from k through 12 libraries right um but 
this is I feel like this has always been like a staple of like white supremacy is suppressing stories, suppressing the stories of people of color. Um, because, you know, ultimately, like what it ends up doing is like it, it hides like the important aspects of our history um, and how in, in the parts of like what we had to struggle through to get to where we're at today. So it's almost like a roadmap. It's almost like suppressing the roadmap to um, suppressing the roadmap to like freedom, I guess, in a, in a way. Um, but yeah, it, but at the same time, like it's not surprising because it's a white institution, right? Like you look at the history of the institution and you're like, well, that's not surprising. But at face value, you're like, oh, it's the Stone Center. Like they were like this space was built to provide a safe space for black people to be able to tell these stories. But at the end of the day, that Stone Center is sitting behind the brick and mortar of a white institution. And so, um, yeah, it's not surprising. But I guess what is the and to ramble again, like I guess what is surprising though is that the Stone Center is, is was ran was being ran by um, by an executive like of the university, a vice provost, right? Um, black person. This person has like power. They have agency to be able to do things and push back, and then they didn't. I think that part's surprising. That part's like disappointing. Um, that there was a true opportunity to actually do something, you know. And um, in your artist statement for Tard Healing, you um, categorized it as something to be for like self-healing. And how has that shifted with all the publicity? Is it still self-healing just for you? Or like how have your feelings towards that changed? Yeah, like, yeah, the last, I think the last line of the artist statement was like, um, like you mentioned, like this was, this was an unapologetic, like expression of our feelings and emotions and like we will heal like even if it's tarred like um, we'll self-heal if we need to right because like that's the history of like black people in america is that we always persevere through in spite of um but to answer your question about like how do i like do i feel that like this was you know still a self-healing um uh venue or you know like um this word I'm trying to say here like yeah this is like a vessel for you know like this this is a vessel for for self healing yes i i still feel that way um and when i said that like i wasn't i wasn't specifically talking about self healing for me like that's a byproduct of this but i was talking about like self healing for the community like especially for the black community of chapel hill and for the univer the black community of the university like this was self healing like i feel like um anytime you're able to have a um a platform a space to talk about pain and to talk about, you know, where, um, you know, it's like the it's like the equivalence of like going to the doctor, right? And you break your leg. Um, like the first thing that you're going to talk about is like the source of the pain, right? So you have to reckon with that before we can like figure out like, well, what long-term things can we do to actually heal 
that leg. And that's kind of like what tar healing was, right? It was, um, it was a, it was really a vessel for reckoning that 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 leads to healing. Um, and I feel like the university was like trying to take that away by not including certain aspects of it, but. Um, by publishing the full thing, like it's it gives us that opportunity, and so it's, it's almost like, you know, art imitates life, life imitates art, or whatever. Like this whole thing, like the situation turned into like where, like what I was trying to do to like he- help heal was being like tarred by the university, right? By not being able to allow like certain aspects of this to happen. So it's very interesting that that's you know the poetry of it all (laughs) so now that this like localized exhibit it's tarred healing it's focused on tar tar heels and the black community in like the greater chapel hill and carborough area now that it's going to a national level do you think it's just like amplifying that message or the message changes like um yeah i definitely think that the I think it's both. I think that the message, the message is amplified. the The healing component of it is being amplified. Um, the only thing that I think the thing that changes, because I feel like art always changes. The more people like, the more people see like a certain art. Uh, piece, the more it like starts to change because like people perceptions and ideas of what it is start to like kind of shape and mold it. I think what happened now that Tar Healing is like on this like like national stage is that um, it's not complete. It's not specifically about Chapel Hill anymore or the black students at the university. It's really about like lots of black communities across the country that look and feel like the Chapel Hill community because they all experience very similar things, right? Um, Like we all, um, like every single black community has a James Cates for the most part. Like we're dealing with a James Cates situation right now in Memphis, right, with Tyree Nichols. Um, Every community has a story about, you know, black community has a story about environmental racism and injustice. Um, And so like all these like different components of tarred healing, I feel like Black people can see themselves in the story, no matter whether they are from Chapel Hill or not. And I feel like even non-black people can relate to the story, whether they're from Chapel Hill or not, because it all it, it affects us all, right? And every you know, especially people with privilege have the power to help tear down a lot of the institutions of oppression that are being highlighted in the photo story, so that it. Um, can stop this cycle of harm during this healing process, right? Um, so yeah, yeah. To answer your question, yes, it's it's amplified and it's changed. A little bit more broad, but what is something that you hope people will take away from this exhibit and then this uproar kind of caused by it? Um, yeah, I mean, what I really hope people take away from from the photo story from the exhibition itself is that um, I hope they take away that black people um, have this incredible story of achieving so much 
in spite of so much oppression, right? Um, in spite of all these like different institutions. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, my other hope is that people who have privilege and power look at this and say, you know what, like what can I do to help with this healing process to continue to tear down some of these institutions that are preventing people from, you know, creating barriers for people to achieve like these great, awesome things. Um, with the story itself, like with all like the commotion around, the noise around, um, you know, the photo story and the story of UNC, like I think that there is um, a story and a hope that and an inspiration that um, truth, like, you know, like, you have to do whatever it takes to, like, put the truth out, you know, on, on the table, even if that means, like, you know, f having to, like, fight, like, David and Goliath, you know, situation with the university, or, um, yeah, I think, yeah, my hope is that, you know, um, Storytellers and people who tell who tell stories and people who have like um, truth that needs to be told. I hope they feel inspired to let that truth out because it um, you know it's important. And I feel like that this is a this is an example where um, you know where even though I didn't know like in the moment like how um, how much this meant like I knew this meant something to the black community of Chapel Hill, right? But in the moment, I didn't know how much this meant to the like to the broader population outside of Chapel Hill, especially Black people. Like this means a lot to be able to tell these stories, um, and so yeah, I hope feel, people feel inspired to tell to tell stories, to tell their truth um, authentically, right, unapologetic, unapologetically, um, because it is like I do feel at this point that like this adventure now has been like a self-healing like journey right it's been a healing journey for me um and it's empowering and yeah i hope people feel like yeah this i can do this too you know kind of thing what can we expect to see coming from you next what what does cornell watson have in the works right now um that's a good question uh <laughs> Because like you know, a lot of times like after like you like create something like this, and then especially like after all the like the mayhem that happens, like you just feel really exhausted and tired. Um, but um, I am like in the process of just like dreaming about like the next thing right now. Um, I think it'll still be related in the same lines of like behind the mass tart healing, where black stories are being told unapologetically. Um, there's some work, some conceptual work that I want to do about health equity in the black community. Um, there's a photo story I'm working on in conjunction with ednc.org that is about North Carolina's 10 HBCUs um, that I'm really excited about. I've been working on it for, I feel like, two plus years now. Um, and... Yeah, those are kind of like the main things right now. That takes my kids take up a lot of time. So, <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 
You can hear more from all of our other Carolina Connection reporters on our website at carolinaconnection.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lorelai Sykes, and thanks for listening.